Your about page is one of the most important pages of your food blog to make a connection with your audience. In today's episode, I'll be sharing three things that you can do to refresh your about page and provide you with some tips and tricks to make it stand out and connect with your audience. Hey friend, I'm Madison Wetherill, a web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers and your host for the Vine podcast. This show is all about supporting you as a food blogger as you grow your business. I'll share tips for designing your business and your website with intention so that you can build a blog that fits into your life, not consumes it. You'll hear tips for connecting with your audience, growing your blog, and tips for managing and designing your website, all in short, easy to consume, and actionable episodes. If you're ready to think differently about the strategies and tactics that you need to grow your food blog, you are in the right place. I'm so excited that you're here, friend. Let's get started. Hey, food bloggers, and welcome back to this week's episode and part of my new series that I am doing with my micro episodes all about three things that you can do to update different parts of your website. Before we dive into the meat of this podcast, I wanted to just say welcome to those of you who are new to the show or those of you who are returning again. My name is Madison Wetherill. I am the founder and CEO over at Grace and Vine Studios, where we focus on building custom brands and websites for food bloggers who are looking to take their business to the next level, to increase their impact, and to ultimately make deeper connections with their audience. If you are ever curious about how we work with clients, or you have a question about what would be the best package for you, please head over to graceandvinestudios.com and click on the services tab to see all the different ways that we work with clients or feel free to send us an email where our team can help place you in the right package or create a custom package for you if there is a better fit for you. We are always hoping to be able to provide the best solution for our clients in the season of business that they are in. And it has just been such a fun experience to be able to work with such a variety of clients in different seasons of business, different types of food blogs, and just to be able to help the industry as a whole to create a better user experience for people on their websites and in food blogs in general. As I mentioned quickly at the beginning of the episode, this is part of a mini series that I am doing with what I'm calling little micro episodes. And what my intention behind these episodes is to really be able to move the needle forward over the summer. The summer can look so different for us as we are working, you know, with kids home again from school or we're traveling more and things can just feel a little bit tighter when it comes to our work time. And so I hope that these episodes will give you really quick tips and quick projects that you can work on for different parts of your food blog. And so, like I said, today we're going to be covering your about page and I'm super excited to dive into this topic But before we do, I always love to share a little behind the scenes, behind the microphone, if you will, just to have a little picture of who I am and who I am behind this microphone, because it's so important for us to share our stories and just to realize that the people who are creating content have lives outside of the businesses that they're running. Today, I wanted to share a quick story that just warmed my heart from the perspective of food blogging and just how different food blogging has become. I was going through some old blog posts and I found a photo of my son's hands as he was helping me work on a muffin recipe that I had made years ago. And fast forward to a recent photo shoot that I did, he was wanting to help because my kids are always wanting to help whenever I do photo shoots. And he had wanted to stack these muffins on top of each other. And I caught this photo of him 
building this tower of muffins and just his hands. And immediately when I saw the photo from, you know, a couple weeks ago, it brought me back to the photo I have of him helping when he was probably three years old, maybe two. And it just made me realize how impactful it is that we have these food blogs that can share just even a little piece of our family life and, you know, just create these memories through our food blog. Because I was able to compare side by side those two images. And while, you know, food blogging isn't about telling these like long drawn out stories about our families anymore, and we've really had to strip away some of this kind of lifestyle personal content, having that image, like I wouldn't have had those two images if I didn't have my food blog. And now I have these like really precious memories of my son helping me in the kitchen, helping me with my business and him having this perspective of, you know, his mom that gets to work from home and be able to homeschool him. And it just just was this like rush of emotions seeing these two photos side by side. And so I wanted to just mention that and encourage you to not be afraid to use your blog or your social media channel or whatever to use those platforms as a way of documenting your family and documenting your life outside of your blog because it's so easy for us to just think our audience doesn't care about that but I truly think our audience that is really following us and a loyal audience they do care about those things and they care that you're a person behind just your recipes so I just wanted to share that fun story and just encourage you to not be afraid to use your blog in that way Because at the end of the day, the blog that you are building, the content that you are creating, it is a legacy in a way. And so don't be afraid to use it to share a little bit of the behind the scenes of your life and to use it as a way of documenting those family moments. Okay, like I said, we are talking about your about page today. So here are three things to consider, update, or check in on when it comes to your about page. The very first one is your expertise. I talked about this briefly last week in the episode talking about your homepage, but your about page is really a great spot to be able to highlight your expertise in whatever content and type of food that you share. It is not a place for your resume or a long drawn out list of credentials, but it is a place to showcase your expertise and your experience and why someone should trust you. So I want you to think about this and add this in a way where it helps your readers to build that trust with you as an authority figure in your niche. Now, even if you do not have a professional culinary degree or experience, you still have expertise to help your audience. And so I want you to make sure that your about page highlights that. This is an opportunity to get a little bit braggy and to not be so humble that you think you have nothing of expertise to share. Think about how many pieces of content you've created around this topic Think about how many recipes you have created, tested, how many recipes have failed and you fixed them. You do have expertise and I want you to share that with your audience. I recently read an article in Search Engine Land by Casey Marquis and it in it he shares the importance of your about page and how that page can specifically reinforce this theory and concept from Google of EEAT in 2023. And so I'm going to link that in the show notes because it talks about how important this page is, but he also covers nine total technical issues to address. And I first of all thought it was really interesting that he's talking about technical issues, but he's talking about one of those things being your about page and how important it is for EEAT. So I'll be sure to link that in the show notes so you can look at all of the different things that he's talking about. But that kind of inspired me to think about the about page in a different way 
for this episode. So after updating your about page to include your expertise, I want you to also think about adding in your favorite blog posts. So this could be your most popular blog post, so more like a reader's favorite section, or it could be your favorite blog posts and favorite recipes as the person behind the blog. Sometimes these blog posts don't match up. Sometimes there's posts that you know, you wish everybody who came to your site would read because it's really important to your brand message or important to understand before they make other recipes, but those might not be the most popular on Google. So this is a great spot where you can show those favorite recipes and kind of give people a teaser of what to expect on your site. When somebody sees a block of posts, they see four to six posts that are sort of the best of the best, they're going to have a natural understanding of what other type of content to find on your site. And when it is, you know, served up on the about page, it's going to be something where somebody has a deeper understanding of you as the content creator, and they also have a deeper understanding of your site. Now, by the time you get to the very bottom of your about page, somebody has likely spent quite a bit of time on your website between the pages that they visited before your about page and now the time that they've spent on your about page itself. So when you get to the bottom of your about page, I want you to make sure that you have a call to action. You have built trust with that person and it's a very natural next step to have them sign up for your email list when they get to the bottom of your about page. At first, I was going to suggest a few different calls to action, but I truly think this page in itself lends itself to the call to action of signing up for your email list because of the amount of trust that you build through an about page when it is written correctly. But let's say that you're not building your email list right now or you don't want that to be the call to action. Make sure that there is something for them to do next. You don't want to get to the bottom of an about page and just end it and have nothing for the person to do. So just remember This page builds trust. By the time that they get to the bottom of this page, they are a warm audience for you and leaving them without a next best step is a really sure way to waste the amount of trust that you have built and it's likely that they might never come back to your website. So be sure to give a strong call to action. I recommend asking them to sign up for your freebie or your email newsletter, your Substack account, whatever it is. Ask them to follow along in a way that is in your control so that you can continue that relationship and to continue to nurture that new audience. So to recap your three things for your about page, first, you're going to refresh your expertise and make sure that it's clear to somebody why they should trust you and your content. You're going to add your favorite blog posts and or your most popular blog post on your site, something to give them a preview of what to expect on the site. And then third, you're going to give them a call to action to sign up for your email list on the bottom of your about page. I hope this episode is super helpful for you to go and refresh your about page. I know it can be a page that is very daunting. I will also make sure to add a link to a previous episode where we've talked a little bit more in depth about your about page and to the article I mentioned from Search Engine Land And then lastly, I just encourage you to schedule some time on your calendar to work through these things. Don't let it be overwhelming. Focus on just adding or updating these three sections to your about page. You can always refresh it later on more in depth, but these three things are going to make a really big impact in building trust with your audience through your about page and making this a really strategic part of your website design. Until next week, friends, talk to you soon. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.